Hi again, welcome to Music Ally Focus with me, Joe Sparrow, Music Ally General Layabout, and Stuart Dredge, Music Ally's editor and one-man music biz analysis supremo. Hi, Stu. I, I always feel awkward you saying that because now, now you're working alongside me. <laughs> we're we're two-man music industry analysis. That's very uh, generous of you to share the load like that. But I, I feel like um, if uh, I call you that, the book will stop with you when I make a mistake. So uh, <laughs> there true. you go. It's uh, strategic. Now, um, Music Ally provides an analysis-rich guide to the biz. And that's what we're doing here in Music Ally Focus. We're going to look at one of the most important music business stories of recent uh, days. And it will be brief. This podcast should take about the same time as it takes to listen to Leonard Skinner's Freebird. And only you can decide which is the most self-indulgent of those two pieces of media. Do you mean the live version or the recorded version? Just check. Because <laughs> we could do a live version length one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start with the recorded one. And let's let's save the, the comparison with the, uh, the live version for when we do a clubhouse. <laughs> okay. So, Stu, what's happening with Believe and their sort of IPO? I literally sent out our bulletin um, on the morning it happened with a big distributor story as a lead, which wasn't about them. And then as I pressed send, I saw this email about saying, Believe, first steps IPO. And I was like, oh, bugger. <laughs> Could it really use that for a bigger story? But yeah, so it, it's not gone public. It's taken what it's called like a first step towards going public. Uh, it's going to have an IPO on the Euronext Paris market. And what's happened is it's had its registration document approved by the French financial regulator, which I think is maybe one of those things that where you have to announce it. Like there are certain rules about how you, yeah. what you do and when. I believe it's obviously one of the biggest independent music distributors in the music industry. Um, what it yeah. said was it is contemplating, that's their quote, raising around 500 million euros, which is just over $600 million. Um, but, the completion of the IPO is subject to the financial authorities approving its prospectus, as well as, right. and here's a quote, favourable market conditions. So to some extent, mm. it's still going to choose when it goes public and how it's kind of announcing its intentions, but it is taking the regulatory steps to do to do it as well. Now, coincidentally, I am also contemplating raising half a billion in cash. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they're making this public, obviously, for, for, for those kind of reasons. Mm. But is there, a, is there something else going on here? Because, okay, they have to sort of make these announcements, but they also released a, a huge a slew of really great-looking uh, um, statistics and data with, with uh, uh, euro and dollar signs in front of them, didn't they? They did, yes. So they, they, I think their, their digital music sales, which is basically the payments they get from, from streaming services and social media firms and download stores, has grown from 472 million euros in 2018 to 728 million last year in 2020. Mm. So they're growing fast. Um, the, the number of artists they work with is now 850,000. Well, that's kind of a weird metric because they work with labels and artists. And some, some of those artists are signed to the labels they work with. It's not all direct relationship. Uh, and yeah, it's one of those things, I think, because Believe in the past has been subject to quite heated rumours that they were about to be bought. I think it was by Sony Music a few years ago. There was a story that ran on the site that was like, they're about to be bought by Sony Music. And it didn't quite happen. But I think that story was based on good knowledge. That there were certainly talks. Or, you know, something. So mm. by saying we're going to IPO, here's a lot of brilliant figures. On the one hand, it's just preparing the way for that and preparing the way to pitch to investors. But there is maybe an element as well of like, uh, one last, oh, if you are thinking of buying us for loads of money, um, now might be a good time before we go public. 
um, because they are one of the biggest remaining independent distribution companies. We've seen a lot of them snapped up by major labels. And there's this, there is this bigger picture of independent distribution is big players now, big players sitting within the major labels, big players outside. So actually raising 500 million euros to compete with those is a, is a viable strategy. It's sensible, you know, so they're not necessarily just letting them get bored. But yeah, we, we're talking about an increasingly big 900-pound gorillas battle for this sector, which I think Media Research coined in terms of artist direct um, yes. and independent labels too. So yeah, so it's kind of a, it's a bulking up thing. It's like a, you have to be really big. Like you have to be a major company to be in the independent distribution space now, which is interesting, I think. Yeah, well, there's two things here, isn't there? Which is one, of course, every every company that is looking to go public or be bought is going to beef up their figures in the best possible way and look good, which which makes a lot of sense from their perspective. But it, it but even with that, sort of even taking these figures with a pinch of salt, which I don't think we need to, th- th- you know, this is clearly a very successful company that is doing something that um, artists and labels want and as are many of the, the big distributors in, in this space. The bigger picture here is that, and this sounds really obvious, distributors and the services they offer and the way that they connect artists and their music with the world and what they do in return is obviously incredibly important now to the point where we could start saying, wait a minute, who has the power here? And we're always eager to stress this because it's true. You know, there's always a temptation for people to say, "Oh, well, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna the end of the major labels." But of course, we know that's not the case. They're still incredibly important, and all labels are important. But then there is this: the, the power dynamic is shifting, isn't it? Because when you're talking about these giant figures for companies like distributors, and when you consider what the the add-on services that they do for artists, whether that's um, digital marketing or it's um, uh, management services or if it's you know um, strategy or all these other great things that they do. There is a definite power shift here, isn't there? Do you think it might be possible that it won't be a major who who goes in and invests in Believe? It could be someone else who buys in and buys a huge slice of power in the music business. It's interesting because, like you say, we're seeing big, big financial investment companies coming in and buying catalogues and buying investing in publishing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you've got major labels buying up distributors. You've got um, downtown music holdings, which is kind of... Um, Got out, just got out of publishing recently is focusing on its tools and services for artists and independent labels. So you have these these big fish swimming around. And, and it is, I think the interesting thing for me is, is you can see a few things happening. You can see the the these distributors, they're they're the way that artists can break through. Like as an emerging artist, you can go direct through a distributor, you cannot have to need a label deal. You can just put your music out and see where it gets you. And then at some point, you can then have the leverage to sign a label deal if you want to or carry on yourself. So there's that whole kind of new artists, how they get into the market, these companies are playing an important role. And that's why everyone wants to have that, that pipeline, I suppose, of future stars. I think within major labels, this is, is, that's part of it. But there's also a secondary thing, which is think, if you're a major label and you've heard all this talk for years about, oh, big artists don't need a label anymore. Um, which again, like you say, there's lots of reasons they haven't all left major labels because they get their marketing, the global and all this stuff. Mm, but mm. if that becomes a bigger trend as a universal music now, you can say, well, okay, uh, Drake or whoever it is, you want to have, you want to put music out yourself. You want to have a different kind of deal. By the way, we have our in-house distribution label services, whole mm. division now. Why don't we just move you across there? You have more autonomy. You have bigger share of the revenue but you're still within our family. I think that's where we're heading to. Like, like these, these companies are going to become the pipeline into the industry. And they're also going to be 
the place that big stars, if they want to go independent, actually now it's a viable thing. And you don't even have to necessarily leave the major label that you've been working with for years. So there's some interesting dynamics going on here. I think, but what's interesting is you like we do have the three major labels and their distribution hours, but then you do have it believes independent. You have downtown music with CD Baby and its companies. You have these kind of in the super indies, I kind of think of them as, who are bulking up. So it is interesting. It's not necessarily a market that will be dominated by the three Western major labels. And then that's that together with the growth of artists direct and artists doing their own thing is 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 one of these one of these things that's swirling around and we're still trying to figure out where we end up and who the winners and losers are. Um, yes, of course, because if that, if that does happen, it doesn't mean that the um, that those new the, the new arrivals will be taking a bite out of the three majors um, uh, pie. They could be to use to extend this terrible metaphor, making a bigger pie, and that is not necessarily wishful thinking. You know, they, they, these 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 are innovative platforms that are doing things that people want and connecting in multiple ways with different parts of the industry, and. They could be generating more income, and it makes sense for artists. And, and you know, and and this is a sort of a, a factor of the where the music industry is right now, because you've got artists who are f- trying to find new income streams and are successfully doing that with these many, many different platforms and routes to market and routes to fan. But that is, of course, overwhelming. So they want and need a team and guidance and all those things that we always talk about. And you, 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 we're starting to see what is fascinating is the diversity of options that distributors offer now you can bolt on this part bit of marketing you can bolt on some plugging to playlists you can bolt all these different things on at what point do we start to reassess what a a record label is it's definitely a live version of freebird now (laughs) (laughs) well i think i think this is a thing like this is why those things labels are dead it's just ridiculous because actually music companies are evolving you know management companies are getting more like labels publishing companies are doing more label like stuff like distributors, it's all schmooshing into this world of music companies who can offer you, like you say, a menu of things to help you build your audience as an artist and get your music out there. So I think it is, and as as the distributors do stuff, that kind of has a knock-on effect with the labels. The competition is really healthy. I think we're seeing, I think the existence of distribution, independent distribution, the, the fact that you can go it alone it's changing the kind of deals majors offer artists. It's changing the kind of services they develop. It's changing this. So I think it's a really interesting time for that reason. I think that the emergence of this ecosystem outside of the major labels is affecting how those major labels evolve and how the industry goes. Um, and then the other thing we have, I think, that we mentioned in our story was the DSP's involvement in this place. So um, we wrote mm. so about the, the story we wrote the other day about DistroKid, who said it. I think they do now more than 30 percent of all new music goes through them, which is kind of a quantity, it's not necessarily, as well, isn't it? I mean, it's it, that's yeah, it's a number of tracks rather than necessarily how many streams those tracks get. I'm not sure they do. They don't do forty percent of the streams. They, you know, it's a very long tail. But DistroKid was invested in by Spotify a few years ago. Apple recently invested in United Masters. So you're seeing streaming services who step back from the idea of uploading music directly to us, which Spotify tried and then kind of retreated from. But they're now investing in these distribution companies. So you've you've also got you've got major labels buying distributors. You've got DSPs investing in distributors, and all around it, this the industry is just evolving every day. So I think it, it's a it's it's a fascinating dynamic, um, and I really I really am keen to see what happens with Believe now and whether because it may not be the intention, but 
if people aren't swooping in and trying to buy them before they go public, I would be very surprised because I think there's there's certainly appetite out there and there's appetite for there not to be another super indie that gets more powerful as well. And if you're finding this useful and you crave access to Music Ally's industry-leading reports, uh, head on over to musicali.com slash subscribe. Don't forget indie labels, artist managers, or publishers might be eligible for sponsored complimentary subscriptions. I just feel like this will be a really interesting case study because the role of the distributor is so fundamental. Again, I'm not talking about power shifting, but you can see how the, there is a different flow here in terms of, you know, the, the, we've talked a lot about how the majors have made tons and tons of money, you know, a million dollars an hour going to major labels from streaming platforms. But then the closest relationship is with the streaming platform and the distributor, isn't it? So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens here because it will have some sort of fundamental meaning for what how the industry works and, and where, the, uh, where the power lies at any given time. No one knows in five years if it's still going to be the three global majors, if it's going to be more artist direct, we can just see everything swimming together into a pool, which is the good thing is options for artists. And that's the thing. I think as artists, you're going to have so many options now to cut the deal you need that works for you. And if someone wants to offer you to tempt you over to their thing, they're going to have to offer you more. You know, it's going to be, I think it's going to, I genuinely think it's going to be an exciting time to be the person choosing between these different options. Um, well, that's the most exciting power shift of all, isn't it? When mm. artists suddenly feel that or what they have to offer is, is being fought over. And that's pr probably what, uh, a good thing for everybody, isn't it? And that's yeah. probably the way it should be. So on that uh, positive note, um, if you found that useful, uh, please share this podcast with someone that you think will also find it useful. Share the love. Uh, that's that's uh, very much a minus Jews mantra. Uh, and we also have a free weekly email, The Knowledge, which rounds up a soupçon of the best analysis, news, marketing insight, etc. from Music Ally. Uh, so sign up and impress your friends. Uh, links are in the description as always. So that's it. I've been Joe Sparrow, and he's been Stuart Dredge. Until next time, farewell. <laughs>